Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I have one headline for you guys today. Yes, just one. But let me tell you, it is a doozy. It is a doozy. First, I do want to make a mention if you guys have not gone and watched or listened to J. Markell's latest radio program from the 25th, I'm telling you, you're going to want to listen to that because it was riveting. It was riveting. It's called The Cosmic Battle in the Gathering Cloud of Deception. And I'll give you a rundown really quick. Jan spends the hour with Pastor J.D. Hickson discussing his book, The Spirit of the Antichrist, The Gathering Cloud of Deception. The unbelieving world is marching behind a dark ruler as we watch the setup for the tribulation. And according to Psalm 2, God laughs at these players on the end time chess board. You may find Hickson's book there on her online bookstore. Go to olivetreeviews.org. Check that out. You can click on the top banner there that says radio. And you can go to watch now if you would like to. Um, or, I tell you, the best way to do it is just to go to the um, home page. You can go to the home page. And uh, right there on the screen will be the latest one. And um, you can check that out. If not, you can go to YouTube or Rumble. And you can watch them from there too. Now, we'll give you a uh, just a heads up on YouTube. She does have a lot of people that try to um, mimic her. She will never ask you for donations or anything like that. And if you do subscribe to her channel, be sure it's the one with like a hundred and something thousand um, subscribers on her channel. So, yeah. Anyway, just, you know, a little heads up. Anyway, so let's check it out. So, the one that I wanted to talk to you guys um, today was Seducing the Already Lukewarm Church. Joel Osteen and deceptive prosperity preaching and why i wanted to talk about this today is because if you know me you know this is huge on my heart that i cannot stand it it is um it is a false gospel and the bible says do you believe the apostle paul says that anybody preaches another gospel to you let them be an anathema which means let them be accursed and so that's how strongly god feels about that so let's talk about it shall we so this article is by david furialzo and you can find it at HarbingersDaily.com is posted on November the 26th of 2022. And I'm coming to you guys today on November the 27th of 2022. So, one good news I just kind of want to toss out there uh, was that the anti-parent and pro-indoctrination, Disney's LGBTQ activism proves costly. People are leaving them in droves and praise God for that. And another thing I wanted to just you know, throw out here and mention, just give you guys some good news. Good news. Yes, we all love good news, right? So let's talk about some good news. So Kroger, Kroger out there was ordered to pay $180,000 to two former employees who were fired after they refused to wear a company apron with the phrase that they considered to be an LGBTQ plus symbol after a lawsuit. Folks, praise God, they won for that. And hallelujah that the good Lord Jesus was fighting for them. Exodus 14, 14. Look it up. I love that verse. Anyway, moving right along. David Furiazo. So, when one of the most popular Christian leaders in America focuses more on self-improvement, personal finances, and positive thinking than on the essential doctrines of the faith, such as repentance from sin, sanctification, and the atoning work of Jesus Christ, there's a problem. The prosperity gospel preached by men such as Joel Osteen has been described as biblically anemic theology, and millions have fallen for it. 
It's like a caffeine or a sugar high with the nutritional value of cotton candy, but makes no mistake, he says, but make no mistake, it can be quite lucrative for those preaching it. A friend of mine visited his church and said there were no crosses and there was no mention of Jesus. He may be sincere, he may be naive, but he will be held accountable by God for what he preaches. Lakewood Church in Houston Church, uh, Lakewood Church in Houston rakes in about $70 million a year. For his latest book, Joel Olsen received a $13 million advance. One book. He and his wife have a fortune estimated at $60 million. His 17,000 square foot mansion is listed at $10.7 million. It has six bathrooms, five fireplaces, three elevators, a swimming pool, guest house, in parking for 20 cars, including Osteen's $230,000 Ferrari. I bet God's proud of that. Thinking positive sure is better than negative, and money itself isn't bad. There are plenty of generous people who do great things for God with their finances, but the Bible warns about loving money. Pursuing happiness isn't wrong, but happiness can depend on your circumstances in life. Holiness, on the other hand, is a result of obedience, seeking the kingdom of God first, and walking with Jesus daily. People who practice Joel Osteen's formula for success and then get career—I'm sorry—and then get cancer or fail to get the expected results end up disillusioned or worse. They blame God. It might feel good short term, but many people get angry at God if things don't work out the way they want them to, and they fall away from Him. Rather than catering to self, the Bible teaches us to surrender our lives to Christ. The Gospel of Luke nine. Verses 23 and 24 quotes Jesus as saying, this is in the King Jimmy version, King James. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For he also goes on to say, the true Christian faith is honest, right up front, uh, because the road to eternal life is narrow and hard. The Bible promises persecution, trials, and that people will hate you. Jesus said, we will have trouble in this world. President of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Dr. Albert Moeller, offered some insightful comments on a recent article in the Financial Times in which the writer destroys Joel Osteen's brand of Christianity and contrasts prosperity theology, theology with teachings in Scripture. The author is not even a believer so editor of the financial times progressive writer edward loose visited lakewood church in houston and interviewed olstein loose writes about what he sees as a contradiction between joel olstein's preaching and the historic orthodox christian faith he calls lakewood the most significant temple to the prosperity gospel in america folks did you understand that i'm going to read just that one top part again up here it says President of the SBTS, which is Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Dr. Albert Muller offered some insightful comments on a recent on a recent article in the Financial Times in which the writer destroys Joel Osteen's brand of Christianity and contrasts in contrast prosperity theology with teachings in Scripture. The author is not even a believer, and even this guy knows that. Joel Osteen is a false prophet. And he goes on to say, When Luce checked out a men's group there, he came away with buzzwords such as optimism, hope, destiny, harvest, bounty, and of course, prosperity. 
<laughs> the article points to the glaring absence of crucial theological terms. Like, words that are rarely heard include guilt, shame, sin, penance, and hell. Lakewood is not the kind of church that troubles your conscience, unquote. He goes on to say, um, Fury also says, it might work for some, but why don't more people see that prosperity theology is not centered on God and his glory, but the glory of man on this life and is a psychological message aimed at making people feel better about themselves? It is true God loves us. He cares enough or he cared enough to send Jesus to a brutal, torturous death on a cross with prosperity teachings. However, meaning and identity have shifted away from the self-revealing, self-existing God and towards the self-important, self-worshipping individual whom God loves. A key statement by Osteen reveals much about his focus. Quote, If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a computer, your face would be the screensaver. Unquote. Dr. Muller writes that the prosperity gospel shifts the emphasis of God's love away from the praise and glory of the creator to the praise and glory of the creature. Erasing the wrath of a holy God also reverses the entire theological order of biblical Christianity. Colossians 1.6 reminds us we're here for God. He doesn't exist for our pleasure. Colossians 1.16 in the King James Version says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Digging a little deeper on his visit to Houston, Edward Luce asked Joel Osteen how he managed to keep sin and redemption out of his preaching and how a message can parade as Christian when it avoids basic necessary doctrine. Osteen said he didn't want, quote, to turn people off, unquote, or lay more guilt on them, and then added, it's not my aim to dwell on technicalities. I want to help people sleep at night can help them sleep their way to hell anyway uh going right along can you imagine jesus or any of the disciples saying this Osteen's teaching is pop psychology and resembles the mantras of oprah rather than the gospel of jesus christ when an unbeliever when an unbeliever writer for a secular publication can see this but christians don't get it our biblical illiteracy is showing Osteen has also been quoted as saying if you do your part God will do his he will promote you he will give you the increase for those who don't know what the Bible teaches how could they hear this and not think Christianity is religion that's all about us and what we can get God already did his part by raising Jesus from the dead and sending the Holy Spirit to help believers. Nowhere does scripture suggest if we do our part, God will respond. Osteen's quote gospel, unquote, of your best life now, happiness, health, and wealth, and blessings lacks depth and substance. What does it offer those with terminal diseases, the homeless, U.S. veterans with missing limbs and PTSD, parents with kids in children's hospitals, confused teenagers, broken families, the depressed or hopeless, including those who are suicidal? Dr. Muller says Osteen proclaims not the gospel, but a false hope. He concludes, this is a quote, and the central problem of the prosperity gospel is not that it offers too much, but that it offers too little. The gospel of Jesus Christ brings salvation, the forgiveness of sin, and life everlasting. Osteen tragically exchanged the hope of a gospel centered on Christ and his accomplished work. For a wishy-washy, self-centered, self-exalting message of psychotherapy, he turns the eyes of his audience away from the glory of the eternal God to a 
God, little G, who is a cosmic butler. Joel Osteen's message appeals to a materialistic, spoiled culture, doesn't it? It seduces the already lukewarm church in the United States of Laodicea. And what does your security rest? A house, savings, investment, or retirement plan? These things will all pass away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. One problem with riches is that they encourage a spirit of false independence, very much like the church of Laodicea, which Jesus rebuked. He said they were lukewarm. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 17 states, Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. How much does this sound like American Christianity in your best life now theology? The poison of the prosperity gospel is just one of many false teachings leading us to expect or even demand God bless us and in the way we desire. Who wouldn't want their faith to be a magic wand of source to create what we imagine and visualize? That's the kind of thing we want to hear, but it's not based on truth and it's not what we want to hear. 2 Timothy 4, 3-5 warns professing believers in the church. This is 2 Timothy 3, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-5. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. I recently preached a message from Matthew chapter 19. This is David Furioso. He recently preached a message from Matthew chapter 19 about the rich young ruler who came to Jesus seeking eternal life, only to walk away in grief and sorrow because he could not let go of his possessions. Money was his idol. And Jesus said it is extremely difficult for the rich to be saved. Not impossible, but difficult. Are riches an obstacle to the kingdom of heaven? For some, yes. In America today, who among us would not be considered rich compared to the world? Why is wealth such a problem when it comes to eternal things? Because it tends to make us satisfied with this life instead of longing for the age to come. Randy Alcorn stated, He who lays up treasures on earth spends his life backing away from his treasures. To him, death is loss. He who lays up treasures in heaven looks forward to eternity. He's moving daily toward his treasures. To him, death is gain. Context, theology, and expository teaching aren't the only things prosperity preachers tend to avoid. They typically stay away from so-called social and political issues like abortion and homosexuality, and they rarely touch on cults and world religions. I wrote about this in a chapter called Counterfeit Christianity for his 2012 book, Eradicate. Check that out. Back when Mitt Romney was running for president, Joel Osteen was interviewed several times and asked why he doesn't get involved in politics or talk much about the most pressing controversial con cultural issues. Ready for his answer? Osteen said he didn't feel comfortable and that I don't feel like that's my main gifting. So only people with a special gift can address hot topics? <laughs> Osteen also stated, when you focus on being a blessing, God makes sure that you are always blessed in abundance. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Anyway, in a Washington Times interview, he responded by saying he didn't like to take sides and prefers to stay in my own lane. Then came questions about Romney being an LDS or a Mormon, and Osteen said he believes Mormons are Christians, but added that he didn't know if it's the same purest form of Christianity like I grew up with, unquote. Really? You know, 
In an earlier interview, Chris Wallace of then Fox News asked Pastor Joel, is a Mormon a true Christian? This is hosting, quote, well, in my mind, they are. Mitt Romney has said that he believes in Christ as his Savior, and that's what I believe. So, you know, I'm not the one to judge the little details of it. So I believe they are. And so, you know, Mitt Romney seems like a man of character and integrity to me. Wallace. For, so, for instance, when people start talking about Joseph Smith, the founder of the church, and the golden tablets in upstate New York, and God assumes the shape of a man, do you not get hung up on those theological issues? Osteen, I probably don't get hung up in them because I haven't really studied them or thought about them. And, you know, I just try to let God be the judge of that. I mean, I don't know. So, let's review. Pastor Joel Osteen feels it is not his calling to get deeply into the Bible or to talk about sin. He also prefers not to think too much about other religions because he believes Mormons are Christians. Okay, got it. In his New York Times best-selling book, Your Best Life Now, Osteen states, The first step to living at your full potential is to enlarge your vision. Seeing yourself rising to new levels. See your dreams coming to pass. You must conceive it and believe it is possible if you ever hope to experience it. In another quote, you will produce what you're continually seeing in your mind. If you develop an image of victory, success, health, abundance, joy, peace, and happiness, nothing on earth will be able to hold those things from you. God wants to increase you financially by giving you promotions, fresh ideas, and creativity. Yes, folks, makes that's just vomit coming out of my mouth. I tell you what. But a lot of people see it as he just pouring out honey. I'm telling you guys, that man is a wicked, evil, leading millions to hell. Millions. He's going to have to answer for that. Folks, if you do listen to Joel Osteen, let me remind you, get out of that, what he calls a church. Get out, get out, get out of that. Anyway, moving right along. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6.12, and Joel Osteen is not the enemy. He will be judged, and for that, I certainly do not envy him. This could be so much more extensive, and we could name dozens of men and women preachers, list more quotes, and strengthen our case. Copeland, Dollar, Duplantis, Hen, Meyer, you've all heard them. I've named them in my book, too. Uh, so with great wealth comes great responsibility. Jesus viewed wealth as a gift from God. And Luke writes in chapter 16, uh, verse 13, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So only God knows the hearts of those who preach watered-down doctrines such as word, faith, and the prosperity gospel. But those who are teachers will be held to a much higher standard. That's James 3.1. By the Lord who exalts his precious word. To embrace and follow Christ, we must hold the things of this life loosely and set our hearts on things above. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 through 17 in the King James Version, it says, Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. 
So the gospel of Joel Osteen and many others preached barely resembles the hard teaching of Jesus Christ and the true gospel. Pray for discernment for those who have fallen for this deception and pray for God's mercy for those who are peddling it. And let us examine our own hearts because in the end, these charlatans have to answer to the God they claimed to represent. And so will we. That article was written by David Furiazzo and you can find that at theharbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com. Yes, folks. Um, I do not believe that Joel Osteen is a born-again Christian. I don't. I don't believe his wife is either. Um, they're charlatans. They are um, false prophets. And they're leading millions of people to hell. The Bible says you will know them by their fruits. And when people say, he can't judge me. You don't know. you," They read the first half sentence of Matthew. Thou shalt not judge. But they don't read the entire chapter. Yeah. And the Apostle Paul named names. He sure did. And told them to mark them and have nothing to do with them. So, folks, I'm telling you, Mark Ojolosi and have nothing to do with him or Copeland or Creflo Dollar or any of these, Joyce Meyer, any of these false heretical teachers. Get out and get away. Get away from all of that. Um, I always listen to the Steve Kozar and Paulette Kozar. Love them. Uh, it's called Hit the Bar. If you want to find them, it was the Messed Up Church, basically, is their channel name on YouTube. And they are hilarious, but they're going to tell you the truth. And absolutely love it. And they get their name by Hit the Bar. If you watch YouTube videos, when you want to pause the video, you hit the space bar and that pauses it. And so don't let these heretical preachers or whatever say what they're going to say. And then they hit the bar and they critique it. It's absolutely hilarious, but it does get the point across. I love them. Anyway, go check them out. So. Well, while we're on it, let's just talk about one more. Let's talk about one more quick article here. This is draconian lockdowns and forced vaccinations. Now they want amnesty for their catastrophic decisions. This is by Dean Dwyer. It was posted November the 26th of this year, 2022. We're almost over with. You can find it at harbingersdaily.com. So Queensland, Australia. The so-called experts being those elites and politicians who basically brought mayhem and destruction to so much of the world in the name of, quote, keeping us safe, unquote, are now more or less pleading for us to just give, forgive and forget. With much of the mainstream media and even some senior executives from Big Pharma now saying that our political and medical overlords made mistakes, many are fearing backlash, and, well, they should. There is no way to properly estimate the price of all the carnage and catastrophe caused not by some virus but by state overreach overkill fear-mongering panic and what many will be biggest con in human history which what may well be sorry the biggest con in human history with all the coercive and tyrannical measures used on the masses draconian lockdowns and forced vaccinations that contravened one basic human rights charter after another the cost may never be fully known not just financial but in terms of human lives how many small businesses were lost forever how many careers ended permanently how many were forced out of their employment and how many economies were destroyed how many people committed suicide how many overdosed on drugs or binged on alcohol how many missed important medical appointments how many young people spiraled into deep depression and despair how many ordinary citizens who marched for basic freedoms human rights and civil liberties were met by a determined police response complete with rubber bullets, tear gas, arrest, and imprisonment. How many were like the young pregnant mother who was arrested in her own home in her pajamas? How many were treated like fools, outcasts, and pariahs for daring to question the science? And not just blindly running with the herd 
in fear and subservience. How many suffered adverse reactions or died from the rushed experimental and improperly tested vaccines? The above is anything but a complete list, yet our elite and politicians simply want us to forget all about it and pretend none of this ever happened. Yeah. And the excuses are already starting to pour out from these folks. For example, they claim that they simply did not have all the information back then. However, many people did seem to have the information back then, but they were demonized, abused, hated, treated like dirt, and shouted down. Now it turns out that they were basically right all along, whether it was warning of lockdown madness, the folly of ineffectual masking, or the suppression of proven medications. At the very least, we are owed an apology, but instead, we are hearing our elites and leaders calling for an amnesty. They want to simply be let off the hook. Let's just forgive, forget, and move on, they say. I'm going to interject here and say, hell no. They need to be brought up on charges. They need to be charged with murder. I mean, folks, they murdered people. They murdered people. People are still dying because of this jab. If you haven't watched it, go to Stu Peter's channel and watch Died Suddenly. I will warn you, it is very disturbing. Anyway, back to the article. What they really want is our forgiveness without actually admitting they were wrong. They are publicly forgiving themselves, saying they have no blood on their hands and have nothing to be sorry for. But a piece penned by American writer Tanya Berlaga said in part, Quote, after almost everything the experts told us has been proven false, they demand amnesty because of the uncertainty they were facing. Yet back then, they denied that any uncertainty existed. Back then, they claimed they knew exactly what to do. Back then, they claimed that everyone who either contradicted or doubted them was spreading misinformation. They proclaimed themselves the science in order everyone to follow their orders or else. Unquote. We don't need to know the future, only the past. To know that science does not require a blind following, science involves debate, experimentation, and inquiry. The so-called, quote, experts and their admirers replace real science with the science, also known as dogma. And every time it clashed with reality, they observed themselves of responsibility, absolved, absolved themselves of responsibility. That is not the hallmark of a good leader. A good leader admits mistakes, finds ways not to repeat them, and ensures that those who were complicit in the error are held accountable for their actions. It seems the only thing faster than the speed of science are politicians who are determined to run away from the investigations that we trust will come. Folks, did want to throw on here for you guys um, another thing. So I'm not sure if you guys um, if you guys subscribe to um, Dr. John Campbell on YouTube. Definitely go there. Check on that. He's talking about the vaccination uh, rates of people dying with COVID right now are at 52% and climbing. And um, I'm afraid they're going to take his video down from YouTube, although he uses um, actual data. Um, but go check him out, Dr. John Campbell, YouTube. And I tried to, to screen record it the other day, and uh, I don't think uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't let me do it for some reason. It kept uh, kept saying um, this file is not supported, which is weird because I do it all the time. But you know how that goes, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna click over here to Dr. John Campbell on YouTube. So let me pause. He's awesome. He's from the UK. So 
So CDC natural immunity not mentioned. Boom. He just posted that yesterday. The day before yesterday, he posted. Okay, check. More vaccinated deaths than unvaccinated deaths are happening. So, guys, go go check them out. Excess deaths, lack of data. So, you know, they're not putting the data out. But this one has a lot of data out there. I'm going to mute him really quick. I'm going to mute that. And um, I'm going to scroll through here real quick. Uh, of course, after the commercials, you know, that goes, everything's got a commercial on it now. <laughs> but he talks about, I'm going to scroll through his video here. Um, but they, uh, says Kaiser Family Foundation Vice President Cynthia Cox talks about it. Anyway, I'm going to pull right here. It says 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted. This is in the United States, folks. This is the United States data. Um, that is coming out. Uh, so therefore, 42% of coronavirus deaths were people who were unvaccinated. For the first time, there are more deaths from COVID from vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Of course, that's only going to continue um, to rise. And like he said, 80%, folks, 80% of the world's population has been vaccinated. That is an 8-0%. That is astronomically 80% of the world's population believed the lie wow the bible said that there would be deception in the end days and my goodness gracious is there deception in the end days yes so think about it one other thing i wanted to kind of just touch on here um, at harbinger's daily is the ability to see the invisible so jb hicks and he posted this article on october the 8th of this year it's a pretty good article I mean, you guys want to talk about that, talk about, you know, um, the Apostle Paul, you know, with heavy laden and uh, how we how we can find peace and who's our personal savior, Jesus Christ. And that's that's where we find our peace. Like this whole world is just piling stuff onto us. And, you know, it's getting harder and harder and harder to trudge through this world. When you see the sin and the wickedness and you read the headlines and you just, you know, you think about all the all the people who have died because of this this jab, this um, this um, injection, and uh, you think about it, and it should absolutely anger you. There are people dying every day because of dropping dead. Died suddenly. Go watch that documentary. Um, the UK, 40%, folks, globally, a 40% increase in deaths. 40%, 4-0. That is astronomical. That is mathematically nearly impossible. But it happened. In just a year, 40%. And, um, you know, they're trying to explain it away. But I think they're finding out that they can't explain it away. There are videos that show people um, just dropping dead. Yeah, boom. And then there's other videos that show um, like people be walking along and they just stop, right? And they start looking up. And then they're like looking around like something is flying after them coming in. And then you can see them fighting it off or whatever. Then they hit the ground and they just start convulsing. And uh, is horrific. That would be bad enough if one person experienced that. But it is so bad. It's numerous. Numerous. It's all caught on CCTV. It's happening globally all over the world. What has changed in the last year? What has changed? What has been introduced into our society? What has been forced upon, just like you said, 80% of the population? I don't know. I don't know. Some kind of experimental vaccine, I think. It's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine, folks. You know it by now. I know it by now. Um, you know, the thing is, it should anger everybody because 
these evil people, these elitists, are just planning what they're going to do. But I got to think back and I read my Bible and I go back and I read Ephesians 6.10. The Apostle Paul tells us, you know, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that we do not fight against flesh and blood. These are principalities and rulers of darkness. These are demons. These are satanic. These are, this is what we're actually fighting about. It's not people, people. These are satanic is what we're fighting against. And uh, we need to continue to get on our knees and pray. If you can't get on your knees, pray. Read your Bible. Stay in the Word of God. Pray for friends, family, relatives. Pray for people you don't know. Intercession prayer. Pray for people um, that you know are not believers. Pray for those who persecute you and hurt you. Pray for them. Pray for them. Hell is for eternity. Heaven is for eternity too. And so is hell. When you think I'm going to live forever and ever with Jesus. Well there's going to be some that will go straight to hell. And they will live forever and ever in hell. Do you really want them to live in hell. Forever for eternity. I know I want Hitler too. But I'm you know that's, that's just me. There's some evil wicked people out there. And I think man. But you know, God Send his son Jesus Christ to die for all sin. For everybody who would accept him. So. As I close this, this program. This episode out. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. As your savior. Please. Please do not wait another moment. You do not guaranteed your next breath. Do you know that? I know that. You are not guaranteed your next breath. Um. You know, cry out to the Lord, confess your sins, you know, admit you're a sinner, admit it, you know, we're all sinners, you know, if if you've ever lied or if you've ever um, stolen something or anything, anything, any little sin, you're separated from God, just like that, boom, that's it, he's a holy, righteous God, you're filthy rags, wretched, right, so admit you're a sinner, so God, I'm sorry, I am a sinner, and I need a savior, so admit you're a sinner. Just believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died for your sin. He died on the cross. He died for your sin. His blood atones for your sin. And that God raised him three days later from the dead. Confess with your mouth, the Bible says. Confess to Jesus, which means you agree that you sin. Lord, I sin. I admit it. I sinned against you. Please forgive me, Jesus. Please be my Savior. The Bible says anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Today is the day of salvation, folks. Don't wait. Um, I'm reading through the Psalms right now. And uh, I'm kind of bouncing around apparently because I hit Psalm 37. I was like, whoo. And then I hit Psalm 102. Of course, Psalm 103 is my favorite. Absolutely. It is my favorite. But, um, so I'm reading through, uh, the Psalms right now. So, um, anyway, and I'm reading through the New Testament and I'm still in Matthew, you know, it's not a speed reading contest when you read through the Bible It's study it, read it. If you just have to go through a paragraph at a time, go through a paragraph at a time, break that paragraph down, tear it down and study it. Anyway, guys, with that, uh, I'm going to get out of here. And I do appreciate all the folks who have um, who have taken advantage of the deal 
um, that I had. If you're a Kindle member, you can get a book for free. And I'm going to run that special again. Um, I have several more days um, to do. And I'm going to pick out some more days um, to do that. And I'm also going to add, um, after the rapture, what comes next. I'm going to um, add that to the uh, KDP list. And that way I can um, put that on specials. Well, that way y'all, whoever wants it can get it on uh, Kindle Unlimited for free. Um, anyway. I uh, thank you guys so much for checking them out. I'm curious of what you think about them. Anyway, let me know. Uh, Bible Prophecy, the number four today at Outlook.com. Bible Prophecy for today at Outlook.com. That is my email address. Please shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you guys. I really would. Um, anyway, with that, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, you know the routine. <laughs> get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come quickly lord jesus it may even be tonight father god i thank you for everything lord i thank you for all that you have done for us and lord god for those that are hurting father i ask god that you would that you would just comfort them and send them someone lord god to show them your love father just to pray with them to be with them to encourage them and lord god we need encouragement Father God, may we find encouragement in our brothers and sisters in Christ, and may we find encouragement in your word. Thank you, God, so much for taking care of us and watching over us. Lord God, I ask that you would bless each and every one of those that are listening to this program today. And I ask you all these things in the mighty, awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen.